everyone, it's Lacey Skulls from VH1's Rock of Love. And this is Talk of Love, the new podcast. This isn't just reality, this is real life. Hey everyone, it's Lacey motherfucking Skulls, and this is Talk of Love, episode 62. So I usually have a little monologue or something I want to talk about in the opening segment, but I'm actually going to bypass that today because I have so much to talk about with my next guest. I'm really excited about it. So I'm just going to dive right in. My next guest, you know him as 20 Pack. His name is Nico and you have seen him on I Love New York season two. You have seen him on I Love Money season two and season four. Please welcome 20 Pack. What's up? How's it going? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm hanging out over here. We've had like a little five minute pre-show over here and having the time of our lives. Now, before we do this too, because I wanted to know, how do I exactly pronounce your last name? Skulls. Skulls. It is Skulls. So yes. it's badass. It's it's Skulls. It's Skull and Crossbones. Skulls is actually my husband's last name. Okay. And so when, so my, my maiden name is Connor. And so when I got married, I was, at first I was all about like women's lib and like, I'm going to keep my last name and keep my identity or at the very least I would do like a hyphenated thing. But then when I met my husband, I was like, fuck women's lib. I'm taking your last name because your name is way cooler than my last name. (laughs) I've always told people, they're like, yo, what's your, what's your secret to getting girls? And I'm like, Number one, never work for it. Number two, if you find a girl with a bad last name, they are trying to get rid of it <laughs> so fast that they, like legit, that's one of those things that like, that's one of those secret weapons you could always do. Not you should ever be a womanizer, but if you find a girl with a bad last name, she is always looking to get rid of it. So gentlemen, if you're out there, or I guess everybody now, it's, it's yeah. fair game for everybody, but. So you need to find a girl that's like a like a Jennifer Blackhead or something like that. Jennifer Whitehead. Well, no, I, I, I don't want to say her name out loud, but there's been there's been like a a, a Bubble Bays. There's you know who wouldn't want Vasquez as the last name? There you go. I knew a blue a blue anus blue anus. <laughs> wow. You know, it was um from the Netherlands. So yeah, that was definitely a clutch. That was a clutch pull on that one too. So anyways, all right, yeah. So I figured out about your last name. That's actually the only thing I wanted to know about you. There's probably going to be more. It'll come as we go. But you know, you had the last name Connor. I am a Mexican Irish, and we'll always be drinking Jameson. Nice, I like Guinness, it. So yeah. I like it so, a lot. Oh, fire away. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to say that I really appreciate you for coming on because I was getting hit up left and right for like. About six months now, people are going, when are you going to bring 20 pack on? So people are stoked for you to be yeah, on Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but I was against it. Um, I, I don't know if you want to talk. I, yeah. I was against it for the fact that it's been 10 years. And I actually, the only reason I did it is I thought back and I met you that one night in LA at Ledoux, I think you were. I was yes. with Tanya that night. We met, it was me, you, Brandy, a bunch of other cast members. And just like then, like, I was actually fans of you guys, you know, just like, you know, there was people outside waiting for us. We were fans of you. I couldn't wait to meet some of you guys. And fast forward to where we're at now, like, I kind of, not that I see a psychiatrist, but I put, I walked away. And then I thought about, I was like, who am I to fuck with this girl trying to get her groove on with her show. Oh, that's really nice. And and I, I actually thought it was really fucked up that I didn't come on. Um, so I just wanted to say I'm so proud of you and what you've done oh. and seeing people love you the way they do. Still 10 years later, you know, I hung up the the abs in the back. <laughs> but it's super cool to see 
you know, you still doing your thing. And I'm, I'm super proud of you, though. I, well, I did you. want you to know that. That's why our messages went a different way. And I was a lot more accepting of what you're doing now. So I am well, super thank proud you. of you. Super stoked to be here. That really, really means a lot to me. I really appreciate you saying that. You know, I, I got to say, I, I never took it personally. And I don't blame you because there have been a number of people who feel the same way that you do. They're like, that was in my past. I've it's got, like walk away maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is it, is it that, that walk away thing? It was that walk away. It was that walk away thing. But also I feel like people kind of fall into two categories from the show. They either had a great time and it was a lot of fun for them, or it was not such a great experience. And some people are even like downright <laughs> traumatized by the experience. So there's been a number of people like, I don't even want to delve into that at all. I think, I think VH1 should have at least paid for our psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> you know, if there's one thing they should have done, it was pay for our shrink. You know? I feel, yeah, we, we but, should, we should have like the of love therapy sessions that like should probably happen. Oh God. <laughs> we could all be like, so how do they fuck you up? <laughs> Here's how they fucked me up. <laughs> Dude, I'm like. You ever see an X-Men at the end where like the kids are like hanging around in a box and everything? <laughs> yeah. it's, that's like us when you come off, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, that's why it's it's easier to walk away. And and when people ask you, have you ever been on, t like, where do I know you from? Because it's been a long time. Where do I know you from? Did I go to high school? Oh, I, I, you know, I just, I go full. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> you know, it's easier to play that route than it is. You know anything else? I always but. fuck with people and give them like the wrong answer on purpose. On purpose, I'm always like, "Oh, we used to go to junior high school together." They're like, "No," and they're like, "Your mom used to babysit my sister." They're like, "No," I used to walk your dog. No. Yeah, see, I think that's. <laughs> I think it's it's there. There's that old cliche like, "Oh yeah, you see me in a porn now." That's the dumbest answer. But like, even if I had like, I'm witty, but like when I'm at the mall and somebody does recognize me, it's more like, "Dude, I'm just trying to get my shoes and get the fuck out of here." Like. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I work everywhere. That's what I, it's more like I, I tell people I work everywhere. Was it always that way for you? Or did, was there ever a point where you're like, hey, I'm being recognized. This is kind of cool. Or was it always like kind of like troublesome for you? I think in a certain way, I was kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say blessed, but I chose from the day I was 18 to work in nightclubs. So in the nightclub circuit in the tri-state area of Manhattan and New Jersey, Connecticut, not so much Connecticut, but New York and Jersey. I don't know if you've ever seen 54 with uh, Ryan Felipe and um, the guy uh, Salma Hayek was in it. It was it was a nightclub about Peter Gation and running the nightclubs 54 and everything. We were the rock stars of our day before we even got on TV. They found me working in the nightclub. So it it was always part of me. But at the same time, you know how like we go through that personality test the the the, the minnesota one where it's 636 oh, the, the questions of, do you like mechanics and yeah and then 87 questions like you like putting things together you know when they put us together with a whole introvert extrovert like i'm an introvert at home when i come home i shut down it's me and my pup or whoever i'm with it's it's i shut down completely but when i'm out i expend every ounce of energy that i have you know so it's like you become that creature that almost like an actor maybe but we don't act, we act ourselves normally. Does that make sense? I call it, um, you have to be on. So like if you're out and about and you're networking with people, or you're socializing, you're meeting new people or whatever, then of course you want to be like the friendliest, most outgoing version of yourself. So I call it, um, being on. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And then sometimes for me, I, I, I feel like the way you described yourself is how I am as well. Like I'm, I kind of am both, a 
introvert and an extrovert. And so what ends up happening for me is if I am like being on for like several hours in a row, I, it kind of wears me out. And sometimes I even have to take breaks. Yeah. 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 When I come home, it's a complete and utter shutdown. Like don't talk to me. Don't text me. Don't call me. Don't it's it. Everything goes on silent. It's just me and Lila. We chill, like not even a female, like there's no, like, I, I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be anything. Like we ex, like expend that much, you know, to make sure for me, it's always been to make sure other people have a good time. Right. Absolutely. You feel like a responsibility. Yeah. It's like, a, you know, and it, it, dude, it beats you up. It's like being a, the cool parent at the party. That's it's, it's hard, you know? Did one of you guys pass gas? Cheese and rice. You've mentioned your dogs a couple of times. I want to meet your dogs. Yeah, all right. Yes. Girls, come here. Come here, monkeys. Come on. On the left, your right is Lila. She's a miniature uh-huh. uh, chocolate doppeldoxin. She's mine. Oh. This is Riley. Yorkshire. She is a oh. Yorkie. So they are so cute. Yes. But she's a short hair. Yes, they're best friends. There you go. Thank you, girl. Oh, they're so cute. Um, so Riley is my roommate, Ryan, who owns this place that I'm staying at now. Nice. Because I'm obviously you've seen I've been in Florida. I'm trying to get back home to Florida so bad. And then Lila's been with me the last three years. Uh, December 10th, I brought her home. 2018. Yeah. Aside from dogs, you're like you're an animal person, right? Yes, Love I've that. always been animal person. So let's talk about the getting into New York. Whatever you want to know. I am an open book. Uh Okay. Fair enough. When you were asked to audition, did you know it was going to be, I love New York? No. Did you know it was going to be an of love show? Like similar to flavor of love and all that? All right. This is a two part answer. Whatever you see on reality TV is pretty much 100% real. How I got there is not (laughs) okay so i was originally cast for the real world colorado i think oh which is going back years years and years years. oh wow and how'd you get that gig they found me working at the nightclub and what ended up happening was i guess the season before me was danny and melinda And they didn't want another relationship based on our personality test of me falling in love with another cast member, which you obviously saw years later. Right. Um, So basically, yeah, I got bounced like last minute. I was in L.A. ready to go, just like we were when we were in our fun hotel rooms, which prison hotel. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, it's so much fun to be sequestered, uh, if that's what you call it. But, you know, I'm the only person to ever get banned from a sequester, <laughs> by the way. So we got to get into that story. Um, but, yeah, I got found for Real World then. When the casting director left, I think it was Matt. I can't remember who it was, but they brought me out for America's Smartest Model. Oh. That's how I got my start. I was, a, I, I was modeling, you know, after that. And I got accepted to that show. And then Heidi, whatever her name was, hated my guts. That's when me and casting directors went nuts. Um, I accidentally knocked the girl out on when I was trying to be romantic in the jacuzzi oh, no. um, at the hotel. And I hit her head on the pole. And, oh. it, and that's why I was never allowed to be sequestered alone again. I always had somebody by my door. But I remember I, I flew home from that. I went directly to Cancun to work. And when I landed, my mom picked me up at the airport. My mom. My mom's my best friend, by the way. Oh, I love um, that. Ma Dukes picked me up. 
and I check my voicemail. Now this is an old school flip phone back then. Remember, like, oh yeah, and it's like, hey, this is so and so from VH1. We need you in LA as soon as possible. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm not. You have to remember, I was so happy and comfortable in my nightclub role. Did you remember? As soon as I leave, somebody might take my job. Mm. You know, what I'm I don't know There's if you were a risk. bartender or what you were. I was an MC host, so. There was oh. always somebody ready to jump in my grave. Yeah. Somebody always wanted that. Yeah. And I was like, they called up and they're like, listen, we need you out here. And I remember sitting in the meeting and I'm looking around the table after three days of sequestered again. And the funniest part was I made, uh, met Steve Aoki's sister, which is another story. But oh, that's We're sitting crazy. at the table and I'm like, now I'm a minority. So when I say this, I say this with a grain of salt. Here. So I'm like, black dude, black dude, black dude, black dude. Spanish dude. Black dude, black dude, Spanish dude. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, what's going on here? So like guys split up in two groups, two groups, right? And they're like, walk to the man's. So we start walking and I look over and I, I see, I'm going to say it back then because it was acceptable. I was like, yo, there's a fucking midget. And he's like, what the fuck are you looking at? Like he, <laughs> right? And that was Midget Mac, one of the greatest personalities on reality TV history. So interesting. Yeah, and I, I kind of figured out, yeah, I kind of figured out I was on I Love New York that that moment. Had you seen Flavor of Love? No, dude, I was always a real world kid. So you obviously, you didn't know who New York Tiffany Pollard was when you first saw her? I did, but not like our casting associates. They kind of like got me with the photos. Eventually, I started dreaming about New York. Oh, because that's all I was around for X amount of time every day that we were awake. I started having dreams about it. I was like, yo, this is fucking weird. You know, do you, do you follow me? Cause like we're, we're, we're creatures of habit. That's, that's what we are, you know? So when you keep us around that for X amount of time, eventually you'll, you'll begin to adore or like or fall in love with whatever you're around with, you know? Cause it's yeah. your only option. It's your only option. Right, right. Well, and follow also me. I would imagine that she's putting her, her best face forward and she's, you know, course, trying to be yeah, charming, not, not only for you guys, but also for the television audience. So, um, I mean, yeah, that makes absolute sense. Um, back when I used to tour when I was single, it was always like, you always had like the love connection with like whatever dude was on the tour bus or whatever, just because you're around them. Two turtles in a tank. You're going <laughs> to fall in love with somebody. Exactly. So are you telling me that you did start to kind of develop feelings for New York? I did. I actually did. Even now, more so, if you fast forward, how old am I now? What, I was 25 the first show I filmed. Oh, I'm you were young. Be, I'll be 40. So it's been a long time. I'm, a, I'm about to turn 45 in about six right. weeks. So I'm coming so to terms with that. you look great for your age. I'm, oh, well, again, you. I'm super proud of you. You look great for your age. Oh, well, thank you. Likewise, um, you as like, well. I put my body through the ringer though. Like I was a dude, it's Jameson, this, whatever, extracurricular activities, it calls for it. But, um, you know, it's, oh, it's so hard to, uh, I fell more in love with her now watching her speak. And I almost feel like she, everybody to each his own, everybody should always be their own person, but. New York almost, it's kind of like what happened to Howard Stern. Howard Stern was the shock jock of the world, but he was almost too over the top. Now he's accepted by every person in society. Like Howard back then was somebody who had zero fucks given and was like 
I'm going to do me and not accommodate to anybody. But now he's almost eased into that part of society that he always wanted to be part of. Well, I think more so that it's it's not so much that he's part of the society that he wants to be a part of. I think he's always been zero fucks given, but I can only give you my perspective on how I personally relate to him because um, I'm not the same Lacey as I was on Rock of Love only because it's, it's kind of a hard character to maintain if that's not who you truly are a hundred percent of the day you know it, it becomes a lot more effort than it's you were tough dude you were you were when I met you in LA then I'm like I don't want to talk to this bitch I don't know <laughs> it's pretty normal if we can let America know you are good peoples even back then so Oh, well, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. So I think like, so that's how I relate to Howard Stern. Eventually you're going to reach the top of the outrageousness shy of doing something illegal. So, you know, and, and then if you just try to do the same thing over and over again, it just, it gets, it wears itself out. So I personally feel like he did all the shocking stuff for as long as he could. To me, it was always, I always wanted just like Howard was like, what's he going to do next? But anyways, yeah, I get off topic so fast when I'm drinking, but Oh, it's all um, good. No worries. It's fun topics. All right. Let me ask you one more question. I'll shut up and keep doing it. If there's one person you could interview from all of the of love shows, who would it be? Uh, that you haven't the, been able to do already. Can I, do I only get to pick one? Cause I actually have one three. guy, one guy, one girl. Uh, okay. Um, well, okay. So a lot of people would think I would say Brett and Brett would be my top five, but I feel like I already kind of know Brett. So I would actually say Flav. I would love to interview Flav. Oh, and he actually lives here in Las Vegas. So I'm trying to get to him. Uh, and then, uh, and also he's just such a crazy character. So I love that. And then honestly, I would like to interview uh, Tiffany Pollard. I haven't, I haven't interviewed her yet. And you I haven't would done it. like no. to, you not yet. New York yet. So wow. yeah, um, I think she'd be awesome because she was, she was who influenced me. You have to tell your fans that they need to bombard Tiff and they need to, <laughs> bombard Flav and get you that interview. Yes. I'll do everything I can. I'm not, I'm this big on the reality TV spectrum. You were part of making it what it was, you know, it was, it was a quilt. It was a tapestry of all of us that made up the whole entire thing. And none of the show wouldn't be what it was without any of one of us. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Getting cerebral with that shit. Pretty cool. So one thing that, um, that was confusing to me was there was, a moment when you and and New York could have had a makeout moment and you sort of pumped the brakes a little bit and you're like, oh, you know, I just, I like to take things slow. Was that what you were really feeling or was there another reason that you were kind of backing off on on the Tiffany makeout? It was, I don't, I don't care what any man says at any time of the day, hour, 2 a.m., 2 p.m., when it comes down to hook up and, and when I, when I say hook up, I'm from the generation hook up meant kiss. All right? Oh, okay. When it comes down to it and you need to make out with a grown ass woman. And when I tell you New York is a grown ass woman. Okay. The pressure was on a hundred percent. Um, did I drop the ball potentially there? Yes. A hundred percent. When we got back to the house, it was a little more intimate, but it was never aired. Um, you know, should I have? Yes. But at the same time, what I said back then, New York, that woman of women, that Amazonian princess, right? 
chunks down ranch sauce like it's her job. Now, I don't eat ranch, okay? I don't like any condiment that's white or like sour cream on my tacos. Okay. And the way she, like, it was, it's such a turn, like, you ever see girls with bad nails? Yes. Or like a, like a girl that smokes. Yeah. Is yeah. a turn off to me. Yes. Yeah. So that was a turn off to me. Like, I don't, I don't know how it was such a turn off at the moment. Okay. But the limo ride home was so intimate. Oh, interesting. You know, I couldn't even tell you. I think it was Wise on the date with us. And I shouldn't even bid on that date because he, he, me and Wise are still friends to this day through social media. Oh, but nice. He fucked me over so bad that day that I shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't have been on that date, you know, and I had a, you know, talking about Cerebral earlier, like I had a plan of attack because that's what I would have. Done. And I met my match getting thrown on the spot like that. Mm, you know, okay. it, fast forward again to today. I'm more in love with New York now than I was that day seeing the woman she's become. Oh, that's really Does cool. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. Now I'd be sleeping with a woman. Mm-hmm. Back then was everyone's favorite train wreck. Right. That's you, a really good way to put me? it. Yeah, I, that totally makes sense. I would imagine part of it was the fact that you didn't even really know her. So now you've had all this time to kind of get to know her through what we're seeing on social media and the television, and that sort of thing. Would you say that was a factor? Yes, but at the same time, I told New York, like you asked me if I watched New York, I wasn't part of it. But when I got to see it, I always describe New York as the light that attracts a moth. She's so outgoing and big personality. Like if you take Jess, yeah. Like if you took Jess, who I originally fell in love with on your show, like a simpleton, quiet, that's who I would marry. Oh, but New York back then was the girl that would so outgoing and so overpowering she would just draw you in and no matter whether you liked her or not you fell in love with her yeah she has that charisma yes charisma that's the perfect way to put it so you did get to have more intimate moments with her that they didn't show did you see much of her after the show or did you see her at all no i went home i went right back to work i couldn't wait to get back to that okay because you remember i was 25 i was in my prime yeah i couldn't wait to get back to that environment where I was born and bred. That makes sense. And so after the show, you were just like, I just want to get back home and get back into my thing. I couldn't wait, dude. I, I couldn't wait to be done with VH1. As much fun as those shows are, they they are exhausting too, because you're going back to the whole thing about being on, I mean, 24-7, literally. So it, it definitely wipes you out. So when you when you were eliminated, what was your initial thought? Were you, did you feel hurt? No. New York's mom, Sister Patterson, Exact words were, I know you from someone. She thought I was a backup dancer for like J Lo. <laughs> and I actually went ghetto for the first time. I'm like, yo, uh, yo, for real? I wasn't no dancer on no show. You know, I was, like I was trying to explain. I'm like, yeah, I didn't know if it was part of casting, you know, getting some of that B roll, but like, I was like, yo, I've never done anything. Like I'd been in a couple of magazines, but I've never been. You know, because reality TV was the route I had to take to get there. But I never I never did anything big. So I'm like, what are you calling me out on? Because if there's anything I don't like being called out on, it's something that I'm not. Like one of your fans who said I was fucking old and wrinkled. You know, flop, flop, oh, yeah. Who the fuck you was are. that? Too. Like, yo, your thing, it says pearl strings and you're. Did you see what I responded? 
No, I didn't. Oh, I, I, I woke, you I'll up. be honest with you, Lacey. I woke up. I woke up and I check obviously my stocks. I check everything that I go through. I wish everybody a happy birthday, which is my number one thing to do. And there was 20 today. That was nice. 20, 20 for 20 pack. <sighs> and then I saw a comment. I'm like, why do I have comments on Instagram? Like, what is this shit? Like, what's going it's on? I posted your and, flyer uh, saying you're going to yes, be on the show yes. and go and ask so, your question. Thank you. Yeah, you got yeah, one shitty you. comment. And I will tell you, I, yeah. as soon as I saw it, I, this is how I roll. I deleted the comment and then I, I tagged her and I said, don't disrespect my guests. And if you do, you'll get, I just awesome. But I still, I just, I don't, I don't think that I'm for 40 years old. I do not look old. And no, wrinkly. you look fantastic. Yeah. You look amazing. That was any just a wrinkles here. Hater. Like, and you know, and the thing is what's really funny. I, I hate the whole ageism thing, which is why I'm always open about how old I am. What'd you call it? Ageism. Ageism. Like when people are <sighs> shitty to you just because of your age, whether you're too young, whether you're too old, it's not applicable just to older people, but younger people get it too. But, um, but yeah, that's why I'm always like very open about my age and how old I am when I was born. Cause I want to take away the stigma about, you know, whatever age you are, who fucking cares, you know? And so when she said that some, that bitch, whoever she was called you old in my head, I'm like, bitch, He's fucking younger than I am. I wasn't even mad at old. I wouldn't say I, she just said wrinkly. I'm like, do I look wrinkly? No, yo, if you, you look up, if you look like me when you're 40, like yo, come at me. You're doing in the something meantime, like yeah, like and dude, I party hard. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that that um looking good as you age is all about your attitude in life. I think if you yeah, are, are just want to have fun and you don't take yourself too seriously. You know what the key is? What do you think? The key is to not have kids. I hate to say this, but if I don't you have kids, never put yourself in a stressful position, there too is too much anxiety for that. <laughs> look, look what happened to Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, as a straight male, which I know you get a lot of questions. I back in the day, if you had to ask me in order to survive and no money, in order to stay alive, and you had to sleep with one man, who would it be? I would have said Brad Pitt. I love that you admitted that. Dead ass. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's a good choice. No money involved. If there's a bullet to my head, chances <laughs> are I would have did it for free. That's how good looking he was. He is a good looking man. Yeah. If you see what kids did to him, fuck, fuck that. Dude, look what COVID did to me. I got eighteen gray hairs now. <laughs> All right. That's what COVID did to me. I have way too much anxiety. Like there would definitely oh. be like a lot of dead. PTA teachers and parents, I'd be in jail. It would be a mess. So I'm with you on that. Anyway, so I, I also want to get into, I love money. I'm going to be kind of bouncing around because I got a lot of different questions. Actually, first, I have a couple of fan questions from Instagram that I want to make sure to include because there were some good ones. Is there really any bad questions when it comes to reality TV? There, there are shitty questions. Is there? I've had people ask like, you know, why were you such a whore or just like wording things in like a, how can you be in a whore in a house full of 20 women and one dude? Yeah. So I've got a question from, this is a good one from Jordan potato nine. That's a hell of a name. Jordan potato nine on Instagram. Jordan potato nine. Yeah. I, I think there was already like eight Jordan potatoes. So you had to go with Jordan potato nine. Like why'd you pick nine? What was it? January, February, March, April, June, July, August. So he's September. He's got to be a September baby. Jordan Potato, if you can, if you can clue us in on why, why Potato and why nine, inquiring minds want to know. Okay. 
So Jordan asks, do you think the randomly assigned team captains was rigged to assure on episode two that it would have the drama between you and Chi Chi? They never showed the other names from the team captain bags. Makes us wonder if all the balls had 20 packs slash Chi Chi written on them for an immediate storyline. Okay. That back then had me thinking because... Me and Britannia were actually on our way back from Vegas, California, when I got the call to do I Love Money. Um, I don't know if you remember MySpace. You remember MySpace, right? They used to watch us. They watched everything we did. And Britannia slept or hooked up with um, Flex? What's the dude from Daisy of Love? Flex. Flex, maybe? Yeah. So I guess he didn't want to do it. Maybe, and then I got called, but I had no idea about Chi Chi. Never knew about that until I got home, which is probably the first time I was ever heartbroken in my entire life. When it all went down, I thought it was ironic. Like, why would you put me against? And I had no idea. I had no idea she slept with Chi Chi. Like, if you were, like, let's be honest right now. Not that we judge on appearance, and I'm a funny motherfucker. I'm a decent, good looking kid back then. Why would, like, when we were in the car driving home, me and her talking. Well, let's talk about you and her relationship first. Okay. How would you define your relationship with her? I was, I guess in life you get three. That's what the rules been said. You get one from high school, one after your first heartbreak, and then you get the one you fall in love. I did. I fell in love. I fucking fell in love with every part of her. I oh, fell wow. in love with her look. I fell in love with her. Like, first off, let's just say why we fell in love with her. Me as a child, my first crush was Elvira. Ooh, yes. Yes. So Elvira, this girl right there <laughs> was my first crush. Okay. Her first movie. She was amazing. And I'm a titty man. At the, yeah. I, uh, and she's a redhead, by the way. Naturally, Cassandra. Oh, that's right. My first crush was Elvira. So fast forward into my adulthood, Britannia was kind of like that. That kind of look. Just vish like how often can you, how often in your life can you say when you're home right now looking and you look, I want you to turn to your girlfriend, all everybody watching this and say, my girlfriend's badass. How often can anybody say that? Like, yo, my girl is bad fucking ass. Britannia's badass, dude. That's she's badass. She was she she was, dude. She was badass. She was, you know. To me at the time, probably the, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, it was just, she was it, dude. She, dude, I remember messaging her on MySpace and be like, oh, they're going to let you fight and not me because I wanted to beat the shit out of Taylor Maid, obviously. And they let her fucking scrap away like it was a job, you know? But anyways, yeah, I fell in love with her head over heels, heels overhead, back again. Do you feel like she had strong feelings for you as well? Or do you think she was just playing the field? I, I don't know. You know, it's something I'll never know. I never asked her. I never, I mean, she, she said something to me one day. I think I was dropping her off at the airport and she said my dick was bomb. I don't know if that's lingo for <laughs> uncool. That should be a Hallmark card. No, dude. I, that's I love you in female. Yeah. My boss was like my dad. My boss in the nightclub kind of raised me. He's a great dude. His name is Dave DeLisso. I remember calling him. I was like, I really like this girl. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I've never been in this spot because I always slept with somebody and, and 
walked away. That's all my life was based on because I never wanted to be attached to my childhood, whatever it is. And um, he'd say, he's like, just own it. Own whatever you can. Whatever part of it you can, just own whatever you can. He's like, you know, be the best Nico, be the best lay. But whatever it is you want to do and relate and show, just do it. And me as a 25-year-old kid, I'm like, okay, you know. I think, yeah, I think I, I suffered her in Washington. It was amazing. It was fantastic. Dude, it was, it's great. I did. I, you know, and then lo and behold, you get on TV and you find out she slept with a couple of your castmates and, you know. That really sucks because you just got done saying, basically, you're describing yourself as. I would have slept with Frenchie if that was the case. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like you're saying that you're not, you're not really a commitment guy. I would imagine that would be because you don't like being vulnerable. And then that was the wrong person for you then. That's a great way to put it. That's why, that's why I want everybody out there right now, because you see this whole social media thing. You see this TikTok thing, what everybody presents, never fall in love with what you fell in love with as a child. So I fell in love with a a virus as a kid and then looked at that as my painting that I wanted. Or what do you say when they put it on a pedestal? Yeah. Don't ever fall. Yeah. Listen, it's fun to have sex. You know, sex should be fun. Sex should be amazing. And it's a story that you could tell to your grandkids later, you know, but never fall in love with what I fell in love with. That's don't ever do that. Cause (laughs) if you base it on looks, then you're probably going to fucking kamikaze that shit right now. Well, you're so going to, if that's you the base best it, way to describe it. If you base it just on looks and, and you let that prioritize over everything else, then you might miss a red flag. Fact. But at the same time, as a young kid who I felt at the time, because I was told I was handsome back then. I think all, know, the, all the ladies and some of the men think you're quite handsome. So I would say <laughs> that's accurate. By the way, thank you guys. We'll, we'll talk about that community in a minute, but you know, you feel that you've worked hard in life that you deserve something beautiful, right? Right? Why would you buy a shitty car when you could buy the Ferrari? Not that you should, and that's what it is. Even though you have the money to buy the Ferrari, don't buy it. <laughs> well, I think there's people that have this, the whole package, you know? You could get something that you are attracted to. That you, you tell, sh- look, Rich Gates just went down the shitter. Bezos just went down the shitter. Brad Pitt went down the shitter. You know where the ultimate common ground is, is when you can sit here, the key to finding a true relationship, I can tell you this too, I don't know how you are, but get something in the realm of what you love, whether it be a rock star or me, Maya Elvira, find her best friends and your best friends. And when it's a chess game, when you can have family game night, that's the <laughs> best way to get, that's the best way to find your significant other. All right. Cause if you base it on looks, titties or ass or how much money she makes or how much money you make that shit's five fingers down well usually for me i will obviously fool around with somebody that i'm physically attracted to and and they always say they always tell girls not to like hook up with a guy too soon or he won't respect you and i slept with i think i want that shit out of the way yeah every i think every long-term relationship i had started with me sleeping with him on night one. <laughs> so it worked for me. Honestly, get the awkwardness out of the way. Like, does it go here? Where does it go? <laughs> Are you comfortable with me? If it's not going to mesh in the sack, then it's probably not going to continue to be good. But anyways, yes, I fell in love with an image of what I wanted back then at 20, 28, 29. Now at 39, 40, I'm different. Like, 
not that I ever wanted, but back then, because she was, to me, the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen. She was very, very beautiful. And she had a kid. I don't like kids. But you're still open. Yeah, I was still open to that. So you only knew after you watched it back on television, she was hooking up with other people? No. Um, I found out, I found out about Chi Chi while we were filming because Ray, Sheree Pond, who's a very good friend of, I got Sheree on Megan Wilson Millionaire. Okay. Like when the casting directors called me up, they're like, yo, do you know anybody? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I got this fucking stud you guys might like. He was a dancer. I was hosting male reviews back then. I mean, I'm not saying I got him on it. He, his character got him on it, but. Right, of course. But you got, I was a liaison. you made the connection. Yeah. Oh, that's and awesome. Not that we were ever best friends, but I would have expected more. Like when, he, all right, when. So he told you about Chi Chi? No. He said, why would, it's one of the greatest things I've ever. If you go back and you watch the episode, which I haven't watched, but it's infused in my brain. When we got into it and I wanted to hit Chi Chi and obviously productions in the way, like I would have killed the kid. Like I literally would have not with a weapon, but just straight up push, push, right? You're when, hurt. You're pissed yeah, off. When Pond, I totally yeah, you know, and honestly, you always fight not for your property, but you fight for for your you heart. Fight for her, for her. Yeah, you. Yeah. I would always fight for. I would always fight for a girl back then. I think that's normal. Right Most people fight for their the person they're, they love. There's few things yeah. that humans have in life. It's the fight for love, to run from loud noises, right, <laughs> and fear of falling. That's the only three things we're bred with. That's our our. From ancient ancestors, that's the only thing we have. So anyways, he said, why wouldn't she deny it? And I'm like, now meanwhile, we've been sleeping in the same bed since we started filming. We pulled up on the beach and obviously the way they edited it, you see, I didn't know, but he, I guess he was spying on us while we were sleeping. Like I didn't know about, like I didn't know about, yeah. Like he was peeking his head in the door and like, I didn't know about that. But the one thing I can ask or at least say is production after, before I got kicked off, I actually asked production. I'm like, yo, I'm like, take my mic off. Took the mic off, took her mic off and we just talked. You know, me and, me and Britt had probably like, uh, like a good two hour conversation about shit before we What'd started filming the next day. Were you like, how could, how could you do this to me? Or what did you say to her? I didn't. I just said, I said, my simple thing, if the worst, if you tell me the truth, I can fix it. If you tell me the lie or a lie, the best I can ever do is fix a lie. It's, it's worse to live by. If you tell me the truth, I can fix it. If you tell me a lie, I'm fixing something broken. Even if the truth is a betrayal? Even if the truth is a betrayal, I would have figured out a way to fix it. Okay. If, you know, I pre number one, I would appreciate that. Would we have ended up together? I don't know. But at least I could have worked with what we had. So she didn't tell you, know, you like, what was up with she, her. Chi -chi. She still kind of, she still kind of just kept it. And then at the end, she said, she said something, and she's like, "Where does this take it?" I I remember I was crying, dude. I was literally crying, like legit. I was tearing up. But thank God, production they they really gave us a minute. I'm surprised. <laughs> that's good though. And that's why when you saw when you saw us in the vault the next day. I was trying to stall and piss her off because in my head, I was trying to win and at least still try and save her. Because deep down the side, no matter how bad a, a girl hurts you, 
back then, like I would have still, like I was a sucker. Put it to you that way. I was a sucker back then. So I tried to save her the boat by stalling, but dude, I went out, dude, I went after her and I went after her hard, but I was trying to get her to fight back at me in order to stall. And then we could have put whoever we wanted in the box. But at the same time, I never talked to her a day after that. As in, actually, you never talked to her after that, after the show? No, it's, that's a lie. That's, that's a fucking lie. And I apologize. <laughs> I can tell you how much more heartbreaking it gets. So we went to a club in Jersey somewhere and she, I walked by and she grabbed me by the arm the way she does. She's very fit. For time is very physical. Um, she grabbed me and she was like, yo, she's like, I want you. I was like, ooh, but I remember. And she gave me her hotel and I got to it and typical Britannia passed out. <laughs> oh. Typical Britannia passed oh. out. Like, if I tell you, we, we've gone to Six Flags, like they, they were so mad because she had her boobs out at the park and everything. We actually went to like <laughs> family environments. Like if we, like I said, what you guys see on TV, we actually went to nightclubs together. We went to Six Flags together. You know, if I would have taken her to dinner without calls on a scene, as a matter of fact, we did go to dinner and we called a scene. So, I mean, it, w- it was what it was. Like, I was a kid that fell in love with a grown-ass, beautiful woman back then. And now I wouldn't give it a time. Of, like, not that I wouldn't give it a time of the day, but she would be completely left field. Like, You'd put her in, like, a different category, but essentially. like Yeah, she's not even category. She's in a different language right now. And I'm happy for her. I don't know what she's doing. I heard she has kids and stuff. Yeah. She's, uh, you, I, saw, you I saw, did she get tattoos on her face? She, you haven't like, seen Britannia's Instagram? No, I have not seen, I don't follow her. I don't. I want to ask you about Callie. She was on the podcast as my guest um, several months ago, and she did talk about you, and she sort of made it like you guys kind of had like a flirty thing or like a kind of a, a romance thing. She sort of insinuated that. Um, did you really look at her more just as like a friend? Tamara, I guess, ended up getting eliminated the first day. And I was in the room with Callie and I ended up, I was like, I don't know if I asked her or she asked me. I was like, yo, you want to sleep in my bed? Like, we'll push the two beds together. Two beds together. I'm like, do you want to just hang out? And I figured deep down inside, I'm like, I'm part Asian, right? I'm part Korean, which not a lot of people know. I'm Korean and Mexican. And I was like, oh, there's a fellow. And she was pretty. She was a very pretty girl. And Prancer had a bad attitude. You know, Safari, I, I kissed on the show. I kissed a lot of the girls on the show. But because uh, we used to play games after we were done filming, whatever. But I think Callie was probably the only other girl I would have. But she, I don't think she wanted to. I, even you didn't think Callie wanted me, to? I don't think Callie wanted to. Oh, no. I, she made like she was all about you when she was on the podcast. I don't think she wanted to. I would love to like go head to head and ask why. Like she might still be single. We would have to make this like a talk of love, love connection. You know, you know, like when guys, all right, every guy's done this. Like it's the go-to move when you're younger and you, you do the spoon. Instead <laughs> of sliding the DMs, this is what we used to do. So when you're in bed with a girl, right? And they're in you kind of start at the calf and you work your way up. And you know, as you, the guitar. <laughs> you know, you have to, if, if she gives you, if she arches her back and lifts her panties, you got the you green know, light. I don't think she ever, yeah, I don't think she ever did that. You know, maybe I was naive and young, maybe because of the cameras, but I think I tried a little bit harder than she did. Maybe she was just being like shy or 
koi or you know who knows yeah but i mean if, if it's if it's going to end up on tv anyways like i don't know that any of us should hide because i remember we probably had one of the greatest episodes and never not seen is where we we enacted everything else that every other cast member did in history so on halloween because we filmed in september october october on halloween we all dressed up like it was mark cronin um callie went out as the one girl that shit on the floor uh me and somebody else were heat and 12 pack it was one of the we had one of the greatest episodes not seen i wonder why they didn't show that it was you know because we couldn't date the shows you know we couldn't date what we were doing but it was probably one of the funniest things like we heard production like the cameraman couldn't keep a straight face like that like callie literally took a piece of tape and shot it out of her ass to oh mimic the one girl that that shit on I Love New York. Yeah, you know, something. Me and Heat were like pretending to be 12. Like he was Heat and I was, or he was 12 pack and I was Heat. <laughs> and I was like petting myself like a little Latino, you know? It was probably one of those greatest episodes that you don't see. But I can't believe they didn't show that. Oh. Yeah, we, I'd always go back to bed with Callie. And I remember trying. I think I, I'm pretty sure I tried. Callie, if you're out there, I'm pretty sure I tried to sleep with you. Oh I, my I can God. honestly say, I'm going to have to bring the two of you on together and yeah. see if we can do love it. Cause I, cause from what, what Callie said to me, I got the vibe that she was definitely feeling you. So I remember I did try, I did try to, I did try to sleep with Callie. I definitely oh, remember man. I tried to sleep with Callie. I'm going to have to reach out to Callie now. Cause yeah. And Frenchie fucking tried harder. Okay. Speaking of Frenchie, I want to ask you about that. I actually have another really good fan question. So on Instagram, Hey, Tiffany says, do you have any comment on how Frenchie treated you on I Love Money 2? It's a pretty common feeling nowadays that she crossed a line or two with her behavior on the beach and at elimination the time that she was paymaster. Do you feel the same way? I've heard a few different people say that, that they thought that she was like, people would often say like, imagine if the gender roles were reversed and it was like a dude doing that to a chick. That's exactly what we're going through now, just on a different level. If I did what Frenchie did to me to a girl. Oh, it would be bad. I'd be fucking listed like Harvey Weinstein. It was all fun and games and accepted. But yo, I felt fucking awkward. Yeah, of course. Now, this is the funniest thing Frenchie ever told me. Okay. Frenchie was like, oh my God, I dance in the fucking club. And the guys, they give me money to walk away. Oh. And I said, yeah. That is bad oh my god she's grown up a little bit but she was so absurd back then and so like harvey weinstein on well, me like yeah. like she tried to rip my dick out of my pants like damn she was brutal aggressive but uh, there it goes i was i think i was trying to hook up with cali so i didn't so there you go some of us are still loyal out there i was i was actually trying to hook up with cali at the time it was that or beat the shit out of taylor made it was one of the two well, it doesn't matter what uh, gender you are. If somebody is aggressive with you sexually and to the point that you're uncomfortable, that's never okay. Dude, it was so awkward. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, yo, she would just whip her tits out, jam them in your face. Like, you're you're 25, but you're going to drink milk. Like, get the shit. Like, <laughs> there was some weird shit. I mean, you live with her. Well, I, on charm school, I mean, is she, it was very different when there's not guys around. I didn't see Frenchie with dudes around, so that changes things a lot. 
she didn't try to scissor sister that shit either. <laughs> like carpet crews. I think that she was just into uh, into the dudes. And think about this. She doesn't drink. She doesn't do drugs. That's her 110% natural. That's kind of normal from my experience of people that I know who don't drink and don't do drugs and they're very like kind of straight laced. Otherwise they tend to be very sexual. It's interesting how I can think of like multiple examples right now that tends to go hand in hand for some reason. But then I have an idea. Okay. Not to cut you off. I think we should take a road trip to Vegas and get Frenchie drunk. Okay. Oh, shit. and I think all <laughs> your, all your fans, I will take a road trip and Make Frenchie have one shot with us. <laughs> I think drunk Frenchie would be very entertaining. God, she'd fucking rape the entire room. Well, Nico, I, I'm so sorry, but we are actually out of time. And I, I love conversing with you. You're so much fun. So I want to ask if uh, you wouldn't mind. We're going to hang up now, but then can we keep this going and do a part two for next Monday? Yes, let's let's go. Let's do it. Let's do a second part. I'm in. Awesome. Awesome. Yay. Okay. Well, cool. I'm stoked. So everybody who's here, if you want to hear Stick more around. of Nico, <laughs> which we got way, way, way more to talk about, then we'll see you on Talk of Love next Monday. And Nico will be back for part two. That was so much fun. What a good dude. I'm really excited that he'll be coming back next Monday. I can't wait for that because we have still so much to cover. So um, I want to say thank you to all of you who are watching. I really appreciate you guys so, so much for your support every single week. And I also want to say th a big thank you to the contributors. You guys are truly the ones who keep this podcast going. So thank you so much to each and every one of you. If you haven't done so already, but you want to show your support in this podcast, please click the subscribe button on the Talk of Love YouTube channel. And be sure to click the thumbs up, the like button if you like this video. And um, also, if you're interested in becoming a contributor and receiving rewards, then you can sign up by going to the website, talkoflove.net slash contribute. And you can look and see all kinds of different rewards, whether it's a 30-minute Skype chat with me or reaction videos, which I've done for the shows Rock of Love Season 1 and Season 2. I've done Flavor of Love 1. I've done, uh, what else have I done? Oh, Charm School with Shane Osborne. So if you want to watch the show along with me, then you can sign up to get the reaction videos and there's all kinds of other really great stuff. So definitely go check that out. And uh, once again, thank you guys so much for supporting and for, for showing your love every single week. I'll see you guys next Monday again with Nico, aka 20 pack. Until then, stay safe, take care of each other, and don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Bye guys.